you thank you so much for making time to come to church it's always a blessing to see you in the house of God and to see you in the presence of God this morning we're going to receive God's word from a very wonderful man of God he's one of our own a pastor in this house and I believe that this morning even as he comes to bless us let's rise up and receive pastor Jerry Take to be a blessing to us. Do it better. Do it better. Do it better. It is unto God. It is unto God. It is unto God. It is unto God. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. And let's give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Please re resume your seat. As you sit down, may you never go down. In the name of Jesus. I salute God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And I also acknowledge my father, Pastor Kodu Frimpon. And I thank him for this very opportunity. I also acknowledge the presence of Pastor Ankara. Hallelujah. And above all, I acknowledge your presence. Hallelujah. You are God's VIP. Say, I am God's VIP. Hallelujah. Let's please close our eyes in one minute. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Lord, send me a word. Let your word be a blessing to me. Send me a word. Send me a word. Send me a word. I will not go back the same. Send me a word, O Lord. Talk to God. 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 Kato se taraba ikatalaba aro she telebe rozagayaba ekatalibo kata aro kate delebo zeze ekata reko patelebate let burdens be lifted let burdens be lifted ha eko taraba kapadi ato atalabata ha let the word bring a blessing ha eko kabare ateleba ha yes lord yes lord ha in Jesus name amen amen. Hallelujah. Let's please turn our Bibles to the book of Mark, chapter 8. The book of Mark, chapter 8, we are doing from verse 1 to the verse 8. The book of Mark, chapter 8, verse number 1, verse... The book of Mark 8, verse 1 to 8. Say, O Lord, settle me. Say, O Lord, settle me. I want you to be in an expectant mood. Hallelujah. The way some of you are positioned, it's like we are in a cinema. 
Hallelujah. You have come unto Mount Zion. Hallelujah. So you must be expectant. Say, oh Lord, settle me. Mark 1, Mark 8 verse 1. It says, in those days. Say, in those days. Not these days. In those days. The multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. Verse 3. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on their way. For some of them have come from afar. Verse 4. Then his disciples answered him, How can one satisfy, satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before them and they set them before the multitude. They also had a few small fish and having blessed them, he set them also before them. Verse 8. So they ate, say they ate. Say I will eat and I will be filled. It says, so they ate and were filled, and they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. Hallelujah. Say, I will eat, and I will fill it. Hallelujah. This morning, I came to talk to somebody whose life has been up and down. I came to talk to somebody who has been everywhere, but he has reached nowhere. Hallelujah. I came to talk to somebody who has been used, who has been confused, who has been refused and abused. Hallelujah. And I believe by the end of the message, God will locate you in the name of Jesus. And that your life will be transformed and you never go back the same. Say, oh Lord, settle me. Say, oh Lord, settle me. God is a God of settlement. To settle means to compensate. To do what? To compensate. That you have suffered the loss. And they are compensating you. Say today I will be compensated. So if you read the book of 1 Peter. Chapter 5 verse number 10. It says that. But may the God of all grace. Who has called us into his eternal glory. By Christ Jesus. After you have suffered a while. Say a while. Say a while. It says that after you have suffered a while. Perfect. Establish strengthen and settle you. And today I pray in the name of Jesus that may God perfect you. That may God perfect you. May God establish you. And may God settle you in the name of Jesus. Said I will be settled in the name of Jesus. God is a God of settlement. To settle means to restore. To do what? To do what? To settle, to it also means to put your life in order. God will put your life in order. Hallelujah. To settle means to add color and flavor to your life. Hallelujah. To settle means to, for God to put you in what? Put you in order. To arrange your life. Let people see your life. Your life is in order. Because God is a God of order. Titus 1.5 For this reason I left you in Crete. That you may put in order the things which are lacking. God is a God of order. If you read 1 Corinthians I think 14.40 It says that all things must be done decently and in order. God is a God of what? So to settle means number one to to, to restore. Number two, to put your life in order. Say, I receive order. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So why is it that sometimes we go through challenges? We go through things. We go through tough times. And you are asking God, God, when will you settle me? When will I get married? When will I carry my own child? When will I get a job? When will my life be stable? Hallelujah. And you're not alone. Anna went through it. Hallelujah. But one day in First Samuel chapter 1, verse number 19, Bible says that and Elkanah knew the wife. Hannah, hallelujah. And God remembered her. 
1 Samuel 1.19. And I pray for you this morning that may God remember you in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that in verse 20, in the process of time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son and named the boy Samuel. Hallelujah. But I like what happened in the first Samuel chapter 2, verse number 21. And Bible says that, and God visited Hannah. There is a difference between visitation and remembrance. When they remember you, they can forget you. But when, they, when God visits you, it is permanent. And Bible says that, and the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. The first one was the fulfillment of prayer requests. Hallelujah. But the second one was a settlement case. And I come in the name of an apostle. And I pray to God for you in the name of Jesus. That may God settle you this morning in the name of Jesus. In all areas of your life. Uh, receive the settlement grace uh, in the name of Jesus. And God visited the first one. Remembrance. She received one. But the second one which was visitation she received fivefold. Hallelujah. Receive a fivefold blessing this morning. In the name of Jesus. And what happened to Hannah was what happened to you. Because God is not a respecter of persons. Romans 2.11. God shows no partiality. Acts 10.34. Bible said that, and Peter said, of a truth, I perceive that there is no partiality with God. Hallelujah. May you receive your settlement this morning. In the name of Jesus. For from the place where we read, in Mark chapter 8, verse 1, Bible said, and in those days, not these days, in those, in those, it means level has changed. It means my life has, if somebody says in those days, I used to, it means in these days, it is no longer so. Anamibwa says in those days, it means now your condition has changed. Now I have shifted to another level. I no longer be where I used to be. Hallelujah. May your level shift in the name of Jesus. I said that may your level shift in the name of Jesus. He says that in those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat. The multitude follow Jesus. Christians who have been in church for long, having nothing to eat. Nothing to wear. Nothing to sleep. Nothing to work. If I can put that grammar correct. Nothing to show. It says that we have nothing to what? To eat. It shows of a people who are saddled with a plethora of sicknesses and disease. And they are saddled with a plethora of failures and disappointment. Nothing to what? They are saddled. They are carrying disappointment. They are carrying failure. They, they are carrying shame. They, 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 are, they, are, they are carrying setback. They are carrying disgrace. They, they are carrying shame. He says they have nothing to eat. Verse 2. Verse 2. He says, verse 2. I have compassion on the multitude because they have continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. Number one. To receive settlement, you must continue with Christ. Please write it down. You must do what? You must, you must continue with Christ. Nothing to eat. Jesus is concerned about what we eat. He's concerned about what? Bread and wine is one of the greatest concerns of the kingdom. If you read Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, after God had created man and put man in the garden, in Genesis chapter 2 verse 16, that was the first command that man received. He says that, and, the, and God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. So God is concerned about food. He is concerned about your bread and your wine. Hallelujah. When Isaac was blessing Jacob, in Genesis 27 verse 28, he said that I bless you with the dew of heaven. Hallelujah. And I bless you with the fatness of the earth and of plenty grain and wine. 
God is interested in your belly. Belly, belly, your food. Hallelujah. When Jesus was praying in Luke 11 verse 1 to 4, Bible says that, and his disciples came to him saying, after he had prayed, they said, teach us how to pray as John taught his disciples. Now look at the verse 2. He said that, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Sentence on my word. How many sentences is that? One. Your kingdom come, full stop. How many sentences? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many? Jump to verse 4. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. This sentence on my word, number one, in the verse 4. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Sentence number what? So the first one, sentence, how many sentences? Three. This one, how many? Two. Let's go to the verse three. A whole verse was dedicated to food. It tells you how important bread is to a believer. It says, give us day by day, not only today, but today and forever, our daily bread. And I stand on this pulpit and I declare unto you that may your house never lack bread in the name of Jesus. May your house never lack corn in the name of Jesus. May your house never lack wine in the name of Jesus. May you eat in plenty and may you be satisfied in the name of Jesus. May your cup run over with overflow in the name of Jesus. Shout bread. We have nothing to eat. We have given offering. We have given the tithe. We have given the seed and even added the fruit. But we have nothing to eat. This morning, your story is changing. In the name of Jesus, shout and say, I continue. So you must continue with God until you are settled. Consistency. In Job chapter 2, verse number 1. Satan somewhere, somehow managed and found himself in the presence of God. I don't know how, but he did. <laughs> when we get to heaven, they'll play as a video. They'll, maybe an angel at the gate was compromised. We don't know. But somewhere, somehow, hallelujah. And it was when he got into the presence of Job, into the presence of God, that Satan had access to Job. If he had not gone to the presence of God, Satan could not have had access to what? To Job. And if a fallen angel could appear just once, 15 minutes, in the presence of God and have access to a man of God who has been serving for over 30 years, how much more you and I, who we, we, we carry the Holy Ghost, uh, who come into his presence day by day, night by night. Uh, and I prophesy over your life that as you come, as you have come into his presence this morning, uh, may your story change in the name of Jesus. Uh, may God grant you access. Uh, may God grant you access. Uh, may doors be open to you in the name of Jesus. By appearing in the presence of God for 50 minutes, Satan did not even request. It was God who gave Job out. He did not even pray about it. Hallelujah. So your presence is very, very well. If you read Matthew 14, verse 6, Herodias, the daughter of Philip, Herod's brother's wife, danced. She did what? She danced before Herod. And Herod got confused. This was a shaku shaku dance. This dance was seven, is it seven contemporary dance. The last time I said seven and contemporary. This dance, how can you win Grammy with this, dance, this song? Seven and contemporary. And people are dancing all over the place. Is it first as a song? Uh, seven. Herodias danced before Herod and it pleased Herod. And Bible said Herod could not resist the dance. And Herod granted the request of Herodias. The head of a senior prophet, the head of a major prophet was 
put on a platter for this little girl, this damsel. Hallelujah. This dance was a perverted dance. It was a demonic dance. It was a crooked dance. And if a crooked dance, a perverted dance, a demonic dance can produce the head of a prophet, how much more your dancer, your dance which is filled with the Holy Ghost, how much more your shouter as you are shouting in the Holy Ghost, how much more your clapper as you are clapping in the Holy Ghost, may your request be granted. May your desires be granted in the name of Jesus. I said, may your desires be granted in the name of Jesus. May God settle you. Receive the settlement grace now. Receive the settlement grace now. Shout and say, I continue. You must continue. Some of us cannot continue. Shallow. That is why of, there is so much spiritual casualties. Because we are like Lot. And Jesus said in Luke 17, 32, he said, I remember Lot's wife. Remember. She could not finish the race. She could not continue. She looked back. Don't be like Lot's wife. And this morning, I pray for grace for you. The grace to continue. The grace to continue. In the name of Jesus, uh, your faith will not fail. Shout and say, my faith will not fail. Don't be like Lord's wife. Don't be like Demas. Demas who was with Paul. Bible says that in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 9, I think, uh, Paul wrote to Timothy and he sent an SOS message to Timothy and he said uh, be diligent to come to me quickly something is happening, something has left me, be diligent to come to me quickly in verse 10, he says that for Demas have forsaken me having loved this present world, departing to Thessalonica may God give us grace to continue may we never depart in the name of Jesus. Look at Luke chapter 13 verse number 10. Let me show you something. Say I continue. Shout and say I continue. It says now he was teaching. The reason why you must be consistent. Let's look at something. Don't be choosing and be picking Sunday soon. Prophetic. Hey, uh, hey, uh, it is good but don't be choosing. If a deacon is preaching, ah, deacon ain't preaching. Communion service. Oh, Charlie, I need my healing. I have to come. Tight. Mm, tight, dear. They'll come and line us up here. I, I don't want to be disgraced, so I won't come. You must do what? Because if you are picking and you are choosing, and God is also picking and choosing your blessing, where will you be? And God is picking and choosing your blessing. Because this guy is a fornicator, you let's, let him marry so that you stop fornicating. So they'll take marriage. But for job opportunities, hold on. Because he's not too consistent. That's what is happening to most believers. Now, he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Shabbat, 11. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and in no way raised herself for 18 years. Shout and say consistency. 13, quickly. 13, one, three. Where's my Bible? 13, 13. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight, glorified God. Hallelujah. Made straight, doing what? Glorifying. Shout and say consistency. For 18 years, she was carrying a particular challenge. 18, going to church, bending over. And I'm sure the neighbors will say, ah, the pastor don't they feel heal you. When 18 years, even the pastor go heal you like he healed you a long time ago. 18 years. But she continued. Say that she continued. And one day, the healer himself showed up. 
He said that enough is enough. Hallelujah. And administered healing to her instantly. I come to encourage you this morning. The grace to be consistent. The grace to be consistent. Let it abide on you in all areas of your life. Uh, and in every day of your life in the name of Jesus. Certain say, I am consistent. So you could imagine if on that Sunday she did not go to church. She would have been carrying the Ben Dan boutique for the next 30 years. Because she missed her day of visitation. But will not miss our day of visitation. In the name of Jesus. Shout and say, I continue. Say, I continue. Say, I will not give up. In the name of Jesus. Don't give up. People were looking down on her. Just like Ruth. They looked down on Ruth. I think if you read Ruth 3, verse 12, 13, there about. It talks about Ruth. You know, when the husband died, your nearest kinsman or relative must redeem you so that he can marry you and take over the rest of the properties. Hallelujah. So Boaz told Ruth that now it is true. I know you are interested in me, that I am a close relative. However, there is a relative closer than I. So let's wait the verse 14. Let's wait for tomorrow morning. If he redeems you, fine. It's good. But if he does not redeem you, then I can do what? I can redeem you. Hallelujah. So in Ruth chapter 4, verse number 8, I think, Ruth 4, 8, the man who was supposed to redeem Ruth, did not redeem. He said that, therefore, the close relative said to Boaz, buy it for yourself. In other words, buy, see, he used the word, buy it. Ruth, this is a human being. Buy it, IT, for yourself. I am sure when he wanted to buy, somebody stepped on his toes and said, hey, you have not heard of this woman. How she managed to kill the father-in-law, Elimelech. And she now, she poisoned the husband. And the husband's brother is also dead. You want to bring this same case upon yourself. He stepped on the say, hey, would they want to yabba? And this root woman is not even a Jew. She is not an Israelite. She is a Moabite. Three trouble, no God. But little did they know. Little did they know that inside Ruth was Obed. Inside Ruth was Obed. And out of Obed came Jesse. And out of Jesse came King David. Little did they know. So if you read the don't clap, if you read the account of Matthew chapter 1 to the end, Bible says that the book of the genealogy, it says that therefore the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. If you read the whole of Matthew chapter 1 to the end, uh, the mother of faith, Sarah's name was not mentioned. Uh, Rebecca's name was not mentioned. Uh, Leah's name was not mentioned. Uh, Akatu Delebata. But in Matthew 1, verse 5, uh, it says, And Salmon begat Boaz uh, through Rehab, uh, and Boaz begat Obed uh, through Ruth, uh, and Obed begat Jesse. Ruth's name was mentioned. Let people look down on you. If they knew that out of root will come the Son of God, he would have redeemed Ruth. But they looked down. This morning I pray over your life. Any man, any woman who has looked down upon you, may God lift you up in the name of Jesus. May your story change in the name of Jesus. May you receive divine visitation in the name of Jesus. Can any good come out of Nazareth? Can any good come out of you? John 145. They will know your background. We know your education. We know where you live. We know your spouse. We know where you work. Looking at your life, you will not end well. Can any good come out of you, but they don't know what has been written in the volumes uh, concerning you. They have no idea what God is saying concerning you. In John 19.22, Pilate said, uh, what I have written, I have written. What I have written concerning Jesus, I have written. And the Pharisees and the Jews could not change it. If a man can make a legislation and fellow man cannot change it, how much more God? 
making legislation concerning you. And this morning, I came to prophesy that what God has written concerning you, it is written. No man can change it. No woman can change it. His words are eternal. His words are final. You shall fulfill your assignment on earth. You shall fulfill your destiny on earth. Shout and say, Oh Lord, settle me. What is written is written. Shout and say, I continue. The continuation is so important because waiting time is not wasting time. Waiting time is not what? God can take you round, but God can never lead you wrong. You can go round. God can do what? Take you round, but he cannot lead you wrong. Shout and say, I continue. Number two. So the verse three. Mark 8, 3. Shout and say, oh Lord, settle me. Mark 8, 3. The reason why God will settle you. And if I send them away hungry, to their own houses. They will faint on their way. For some of them. Have come from afar. If I send them away. Hungry. To their own houses. They will faint on their way. For some of them. Have come from afar. I got this message. Pastor told me, I'll be preaching two weeks ago. I got this message on Friday. I normally read the Bible with the boy. Even though he doesn't know what I'm doing. But I mean, I know what I'm doing. And God opened my eyes on this scripture, Friday morning. And I was meditating. And I was thinking. Because some of them have come from afar. That is why God wanted to give them bread. But the Holy Ghost said, no, that is not the reason. Because when he rose from the dead and he was ascending to heaven, Jesus told his disciples and some others who were with him, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with what? With power. Hallelujah. And Bible said in the upper room, they were 120. Hallelujah. But the Bible's account also tells us that when Jesus was giving out that instruction, there were 500. So how come 500 reduced to 120? Hallelujah. It means some people, after they received the instruction, they left to their houses. And Jesus and God told me something similar happened here. Because you see, they had been in the wilderness for three days without food and without water. And God said that on day one, some people left. He said on day one, some people what? They left. Charlie, we don't go feed fast 24 hours. No food, no water. On day two, some people did what? So, those who tarried day three, if God, Jesus, had left them to go and find food, they would have fainted on the what? And what would have been the message from the camp of those who left? They would say, ah, Abi, we talk. Say, we there, we they go. Where they say they there, they have faith. And they continue. You see now, they don't get bread. Where they go die. Look at that scenario. How would it have sounded that the one, the bread of life, they came into contact with the bread of life. John 6, 35. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not be hungry. He who believes in me shall not go thirsty. That they came to the bread of life. And after an encounter, they died. So the reason number two, why God will settle you, is for the sake of his integrity. For the sake of his sovereignty. For the sake of who he is. His divine nature will not permit you to fail. Hallelujah. Who he is. Because he is God. He cannot permit you. How will it be said? 
how will it be written in the chronicles of life that once upon a time the bread of life could not produce bread that once upon a time we perish in the wilderness in the land of the living how will it be said how will it be said that you have been in church for 15 years 20 years and you did not receive your miracle it is impossible for his sake for the sake of his integrity for the sake of who he is his divine nature for the sake of his sovereignty he cannot allow it because if he does not settle you on that sake then he is not god but he is god let's look at luke 1830 luke 18 28 go to 28 28. Then Peter said, see, 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 see. Look at us, see. We have left all, not some. We have left our shipping apparatus. We have left our houses. We have left our husbands. We have left our wives. We have left our children and we have followed you. Three days in the wilderness, we have followed you. So he said to them, as surely as assuredly, I am assuring you, that as you are consistent with Christ, as you have followed Christ, uh, may he settle you in every area of your life. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, may every lack be supplied. Uh, in the name of Jesus, assuredly, by my nature, my integrity will not allow me. There is no one who has left his parents or brothers or wives or children for the sake of the kingdom of God. Next verse. Who shall not receive many times more in this present time? It is not only about going to heaven. In this present time, in this present time, you will receive a car. In this present time, you shall receive your own husband. In this present time, you shall get a good paying job. In this present time, your fame will spread abroad. In the name of Jesus. In this now, 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 you know, be heaven, no, you know, be only born again. We are going to heaven. How will you pay the light bill? You are watching Ghana versus South Africa. One, one, light off. Your prepaid is gone. In this present, receive present time blessing in the name of Jesus. Receive present time blessing in the name of Jesus. Receive present time blessing in the name of Jesus. May God make you a thousand times more in the name of Jesus. God make you a thousand times more. Deuteronomy 1.11. So, number three. The reason God, Jesus, has no excuse, but has to settle you. And some of us, our blessing, it looks like it is overdue. But God will surely settle you. In the name of Jesus. That marital issue is solved. In the name of Jesus, every issue which has become a source of embarrassment, every issue in your life which has become a source of mockery, which has become a source of disgrace, may that source dry up in the name of Jesus. May that source dry up in the name of Jesus. Receive present time blessing. Receive the grace to be strengthened. Receive the grace for settlement. In the name of Jesus. Shout and say present time. That is the message. Present time. Number three. So number one, we said you must you must do continue. Say I continue. And number two, we said God will set you because for the sake of his what is integrity. That we came to the bread of life. Ah, no, 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 no. We came to the bread of life. Ah, the one who said he's greater than Elijah. The one who said that he's greater than Elisha. Even Elijah in the wilderness received bread, bread and meat from a raven. So how come the bread of life himself could not provide you bread? It is not possible. It is not possible. Hallelujah. Number three. The reason why God will bless you. The reason why God will settle you. He says, that, let's look at Mark 8.5. Mark 8.5. Mark 8.5. Mark 8.5. Mark chapter 8 verse 5. Are we there please? He says, he asked them, okay, let's do the four so that you can relate to the five. Let's do the four. Let's do the four, please. He says, then his disciples answered him. These are the naysayers. How can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? 
These people are the naysayers. Hallelujah. The verse 5 says, and he asked them, how many loaves do you have in the same serving? Shout and say, how many loaves do I have? Say, how many loaves do I have? For God to settle you, you must have something. This is the challenge of the believers. For God to settle you, you must have what? You, you cannot pray. You too, you cannot labor. For God to settle you, you must have what? Say, shout and say, I must have something. Ask your neighbor, what do you have? You have your prayer. It's a how. You have your worship. It is a how. Hallelujah. You have your holiness. It is a what? You have a skill. You can sow. It is a how. You have something. Hallelujah. You know how to drive very well. Like me. Top speed. Swift potholes. And my wife will just close her eyes. Okay. Sick of the baby, please. <laughs> you have your family in a car. I said I have Holy Ghost too in a car. You must have something. Ask your neighbor, what do you have? Because you cannot receive a harvest without a seed. You need a seed to do what? To get harvest. So in the book of John chapter 2, verse number 7, when Jesus wanted to turn water into wine, he did not charm an empty pot. He said that fill the pots with Fill the pots with so before he could produce that miracle, before the wedding guests could be settled, they needed water. You must have something. When God wanted to send Moses to Egypt to go and deliver the children of Israel from Egypt, he asked him in Exodus 4 verse 2, what do you He said, I have a rod. The rod is more than enough. You must have something. What do you have? For God to settle you, you must have something. If you read 2 Kings chapter 4, verse number 2 and 3, I think, when Elijah approached the woman, he asked the woman, What do you? What do you? He said, I have, If she had stopped, I had nothing. It would have been no miracle. She said that what? Your, <laughs> your maid servant, if there had been a full stop, you would have said, go with your problem. But she said, your maid servant has nothing in the house, but I have so I don't have anything, no. But I have, I can drive. I, I, I didn't go to school, but when I do carpentry work, it is beautiful. I don't know how to read and write, but when I sew, people like it. But I have a jar of oil in the house. He said, go and borrow vessels. For you to be settled, you must have what? Because God does not like idleness. God does not like empty people. Deuteronomy 16, 16. He says that you shall not appear before me empty-handed. They shall not appear before the Lord empty. If you read Proverbs 19, verse 15, I think. Proverbs 19, 15. It says that laziness casts one into deep sleep. An ideal man will go. It's not prophecy. It's a principle. Shout and say, I am not empty. Shout and say, I am not empty. Shout and say, I am loaded. Shout and say, I am loaded. I am loaded with benefits. I am loaded with intelligence. I am loaded with skill. In the name of Jesus. And believe me, once you are a believer, you are born again, you are loaded. You have something. Hallelujah. Don't be like John the Baptist. Who did not know what he had. In Matthew 11 verse 2, thereabout, <laughs> he, sent his, he was in prison. And then he sent his disciples to Jesus Christ. See, when you read the Bible, pray that God will open your eyes. That you do what? See. 
sometimes I'm reading scriptures and God is saying some things which are not written in the Bible. I said, where is this thing? Where can I find this? Oh, let's, let's, let's give them a clap. Hallelujah. You are welcome. God bless you. Powerful. So, where were we? <laughs> he said that he sent two of his what? Disciples. The next verse. They look at the thing very well. He says that, are you the coming one? Or do we look for another? I said, ah. so when I read this, I said, ah, Holy Ghost, what is this? Because you were the same person who identified Jesus. Behold, the Lamb of the world who take away the sins of the world. So how come the one who endorsed and confirmed Jesus, and you are the same person now doubting, are you the coming one? And the Holy Ghost said, because he was in prison, and he had heard the works that Jesus was doing, and he was expecting him to, Jesus to appear and to release him. So because Jesus did not appear to release him, he was like, ah, if you are the, if you are the Messiah, by now I should not be in prison. If you are the son of God, by now I must not be here. I must not be in this condition. John the Baptist was waiting on Jesus. Meanwhile, Jesus was waiting on John the Baptist. The man was loaded, but he died before his time. He could not release himself. Because the Bible says in Proverbs 6 verse 4, it says, I do not give sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. Proverbs 6 verse number 5, deliver yourself. Deliver yourself like the gazelle from the hand of the hunter and like the bird from the hand of the fowler. That means you have the grace to deliver yourself. John the Baptist, with all the anointing, carrying a double portion of Elijah's anointing, died at the hands of a damsel. May we not die at the hands of our enemies. I said, may we not die at the hands of the, our enemies. May we not die at the hands of our enemies. In the name of Jesus. Say, I am loaded. I cannot fail. Say, I am loaded. I cannot fail. Say, I am too loaded. To fail. John the Baptist has something. Like the way you have a beautiful wife. It is a half. You have it. Yeah. But you don't know. But I like David. I like what? David. When Goliath was defying the armies of Israel. In 1 Samuel 17 verse 8. And Goliath used a certain phrase that caught my attention in the Bible. He said that then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? The servants of Saul. So the armies of Israel could not defeat Goliath because they saw themselves as the servants of Saul. And the Bible says that a servant is not greater than the master. So if the master is hiding, what will happen to the servants? But I like David. Because when David came on the scene, in 1 Samuel 17, 45, he said that I am not coming to you against you in the name of Saul. I am coming against you in the Lord God, in the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel. The armies. In other words, I, am, I belong to the army of Israel whose captain is God. And if God cannot fail, I also cannot fail. You must know what you There is so much confusion, commotion, and spiritual casualties because we don't know what we have. Churches are fighting over members because we don't know what we have. A pastor will tell another pastor, don't plant church close to my church. Because if you come around, looking at the Holy Ghost that you carry, you might carry some of our members. Are you the one who died for them on the cross?
Grace to be settled. Grace to be settled. I pray for somebody. Grace to be settled. Grace to be settled. Grace to be settled. Grace to be settled. Hallelujah. Let's please rise up on our feet and begin to pray. Leko takapa. Begin to blast in tongues. It is a communion service, so the communion can go around her. And as you receive the communion, begin to pray, begin to pray. Settlement, settlement. I have carried this issue for too long. On the third day, you shall be perfected. Let the communion go around her. Begin to blast in tongues. It is your day of settlement. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Settlement in my ministry. Settlement in my marriage. Uh, settlement in my work with God. Uh, some of you are believing God for testimonies. Uh, some of you are believing God for breakthroughs. Uh, as you receive the communion, don't open it. Uh, begin to pray in tongues. Uh, begin to blast in the Holy Ghost. Settlement, settlement, settlement. Uh, are you sure you are praying? Uh, Divine settlement, oh God. For those of us who are expecting marriage, for those of us who are desiring our life partners, divine settlement. Oh God, settle me. Eko talabakata, arapakata, elezegetelemeha. In the name of Jesus, take the bread. Say, O oh Lord, as I partake in your body, I receive divine settlement, divine settlement in all areas of my life. Any long issue in my life which has become a source of embarrassment. A source of mockery, a source of delay. As I take your body, I declare that issue dries up now. It dries up now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, take the body. Kapatalaba, the blood. And you take the blood, take the blood, take the blood. Every sickness is flushed out. Every disease is flushed out. Every sickness is flushed out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Give a good clap offering unto Jesus. Oh, do it better. Do it better. Do it better. You do glorious things. You are a faithful God. Awesome is your name. Lift your voice. You do mighty things. You do mighty things. You do glorious things. You're a faithful God. Awesome is You do mighty things. You do mighty things. Lift your voice. You do 